Hello everyone, I am Judah Bernard with the Rise Creating Voice podcast. I am the wisdom dialoguer and the motivational warrior of the Rise Creating Voice podcast and also the dialogue coach. We are excited for today with Sunday Jewels on the Rise. We have our people coming in. Come on in, come on in. We're about to have a conversation of a lifetime. We are talking about, are you ready to be what someone what someone needs dot 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 love languages how are you doing today Rhonda? i'm doing well how are you i am well i am well can't you see in this beautiful day here in washington dc how is your day going it's going good been doing a little spring cleaning but it's going well okay great great are you ready to get on this topic tell them a little bit about yourself well, I am LaRonda, and I am the owner and CEO of Jules Mentor LLC, which Jules is a um, self-development agency, and I mentor children 6 to 17 and life coach 18 and up. I am a licensed social worker and a certified life coach. And I also have my own podcast entitled Dinner and Dialogue, and I am the co-host with the phenomenal Judah Bernard on Sunday Jewels on the Ride. Yes, and we are here. We are here. We're here live to discuss, are you ready to be what someone needs? And we're talking about love languages. What does that mean? And we can start with you, but I want to start off with something first. Okay. That's fine. (laughs) I want people to understand from the beginning, because we're asking the question, are you ready Mm -hmm. to be what someone needs. Are you ready? First of all, for you to be ready, you got to know yourself. True. So in knowing yourself, and I want to leave in with that because basically I I know in my personal life that I probably wasn't ready to give the love that I needed to give in different situations. Right. In my transformation, I had to reform my way of thinking and my behavior too as well because I saw that I was doing a lot of my parental love that I saw that was shown that they were giving and not get, um, describing or prescribing my genuine love for what I can give someone. Right. So I started looking at what I needed to do to love me first and start producing self-love. Correct. Specifically for me, self-respect, self-esteem, self-confidence, a lot of self-things that I need to look at for me to um, emote or put love in the forefront of someone that I could give genuine love to. And sometimes people don't know what genuine love is because we all come from different societies too as well. Different backgrounds, different households, different everything. So what are we going to do when we come to the situation when we're paired off with someone and everything is clashing? So that's what we want people to know. Are you ready to be what someone needs? Love language. What's your take on it, Rhonda? It's it's been challenging. (laughs) Um, Earlier this week, I realized a trigger for myself is and I had to ask myself the question, am I um, willing to give someone 
the parts of me that they need. Oh, wow. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, not just from a perspective of a romantic relationship, but as you go into different seasons of your life, you have to understand that at different seasons, people need different things. And so as a mother, um, learning to uh, parent adult children, this relationship, there are certain things that your child needs in an adulthood that they, that they, um, okay, certain things they needed when they was a child that they don't need as an adult. And so learning to understand those different levels is hard in any relationship because people grow and, you know, and they go through different things. And so for me, I had to realize that I am an all or nothing type of female. Either I'm all the way in or, um, and if I can't be all the way in, then I had, I don't know how to give you parts of me that you need. Either I'm going to be all in it or I'm going to be all out. And so I'm realizing, Rhonda, there are some levels of life that you're going to have to learn that there's just certain parts of you that people need and how are you going to be able to do that? So I'm learning um, to prepare myself that if they only need this part, then it's okay that they only need that part. And if they need more, then are you willing to give more? And so with love languages, um, it I think it changes as you grow. Um, I know what my love languages are, but um, when it comes to giving someone what they need versus what you want them to have, it can be a challenge. So let's talk about those love languages because the thing is, are you ready? And the, the, the operant word here is ready. Right. So you have to decide, are you ready? Or do you have right. to deal with the things that you don't are successful in their needs. Right. And most of the time when I talked about it today, earlier today where the conversation was, and most of these relationships that conjoin together becomes either divorce, divorce, um, domestic violence, because this has risen during the pandemic. Right. So what are we doing in order to address our needs Versus our wants. First, you're going to have to know what your needs are. And I'm learning that sometimes when you're getting into different things with a partner, when they ask you what is it that you need, a lot of them say, I don't know. Um, and so you have, to know, you have to know what you want. Right. Because there's no way someone can give you something if you don't even know if you want if you want that or not. So people can only give you what you say you want. And so um, you first have to sit with yourself. And, and what I've learned is going through different relationships help you determine what it is you want and what you don't want. See, but we end up doing is <laughs> we get in relationships and we think that, they, oh, this is forever. Hmm. So, <laughs> This is forever. I'm in love. And then two years down the line, you'd be like, oh, my God, I don't want this man. So every relationship to me 
is going to show you a different level of you. And, and even if the relationship is going to show you what you want in a, in a relationship or what you don't want. So I've learned that even though you in the relationship and they may end, it's all for the benefit of you because it's going to show you what it is that you want or don't want. And so when you get into a relationship with the one that's for you, then you can say, well, oh yeah, I want this and I don't want this. So you have to be able to tell the person up front what it is that you're looking for out of this relationship and then let them decide if they can give that to you or not. But you can't force it. Um, and if they can't, then eventually somewhere down the line, you're going to find someone that can. And good evening, Candice. Um, we do understand you just get out of service. Oh, don't worry about coming in. We just... <laughs> <laughs> One thing is we want to understand people. And we're going to invite people a little bit later on on, on the um, on the platform so you can answer these questions. Are you ready to be what someone needs? And we're talking love languages. Let me be honest with you. Most relationships here in this time right now start with sex. Transparency. It starts with sex. A wrong way to start because guess what? If you are intimate with someone, now you have developed feelings through intimacy only. And you don't even know them. That's true. You don't know them. I'm going to keep it real. I've had those type of situations. I just got to keep it real. But how many of us going to be real with ourselves and honest with ourselves to say, when do I need to pull back? Sometimes it's hard once you have built that level of connection through intimacy. Um, but is that true love or is this just lust? It depends on the people because sometimes because it started with sex, it can lead to something more. And sometimes it doesn't. It just depends on the maturity of the person so we, and what they honest. want. Let's be honest. You ready? Let's be honest. <laughs> so if you love that person that you started having sex with on that first night or the first week, are y'all still together? Are you still together? Yeah, are you still together? You loved him, but I'm trying to... People not having sex based on love. Some people do. What's, oh, yeah. I, I, for me, I don't think that there's no way you Happy can Sunday. love... Sorry. Huh? <laughs> Happy Sunday. Yeah, I don't think that there... Uh, if you're just meeting someone, like you never met this person before in your life, I don't think that you're going to love that person in a week, even if you decide to give up the goods. Look, I got a question. Okay. <laughs> because, you know, I do watch sometimes catfish. Oh, yeah. How do these people fall in love and they never saw them? It's emotional. You know, I, I get quiet when you talk, say that. <laughs> And it's fine, but I, I do think that people can have an emotional bond through conversation, especially if the conversation is something that they never experienced before. And I do understand it's weird. 
I, I do get that, but I do believe because I watched this show. And I call it weird. I would call it um, different. Well, yeah, it, it's different, but it doesn't mean. Um, I watched this show on Netflix called um, Love Is Blind, mm. and it's a um, reality show where men and women are put in different rooms. They cannot see each other. They have never seen each other. And the only thing they have is conversation uh -huh. through a wall. So they don't know what neither one of them look like. They don't know none, none of that. And so the only way that they can see each other is if, hello, um, the only way they can see each other is if the man decides to propose to the woman. Mm -hmm. Okay, and so when the man proposes to the woman, then they can meet each other one on one, and then they build the physical connection, but the emotional connection has to be built first. And that's why I say when people do that, it's an emotional connection of something that's been voided, and they're giving them, even if it's not real. It's still giving them something emotionally to make them remain in that type of situation. And remaining in that type of situation, do you feel like they're doing some self-deception? They could, but it's a choice that they have to make for themselves. Okay. Understandable. Understandable. Mm -hmm. Um. So let's go to love languages. Okay. Let's those love mm -hmm. languages. I'm hoping that's the love languages, which is five that you've been talking about. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we're talking about words of affirmation. That is one of mine's. Okay. Quality, quality time is one of mine's. Um, I'm not big with the, uh, so giving gifts. I'm not real big with it. Now, you know, this is weird, though. I show love through giving gifts, but I don't receive love through giving gifts. Now, I like gifts. And I'm okay with gifts, but it just it doesn't signify to me that you love me. So I want to ask you, what <laughs> are, what what do you feel that words of affirmation? What is it to you? Um, the reassurance is what I need. Okay. And that's because that's something that I lacked as a child. Um, I did not have. Um, I had good parents. But my parents was not emotionally available. Okay. And it's because they didn't know how. And so, like, if I did something good, I didn't get the congratulations and I'm proud of you and you did it. I didn't get that. So that's something that I was voided of growing up. And so, therefore, as an adult, I still um, like reassurance because it can't, for me, reassurance pushes me to keep going. Whereas my dad, which I've told you before, he was very hardcore. And it didn't matter how good you did. He, he was going to always ask, why didn't you do better? Not because he didn't believe in me, but he saw something in me that if I made a 99, and if he saw the potential in me to make 100, he's going to ask, why didn't you make 100? And then me, I'm like, well, why can't you be glad for the 99? Mm -hmm. But I had to learn that that was my dad's way of pushing me and showing me that I had the potential. 
but I don't receive it like that. If he would have told me, I'm so proud of this 99, it would have made me want to go get the 100. Mm -hmm. so, uh, so the reassurance pushes me to want to do more than the negative comments. It kind of shuts me down. So the words of affirmation are important for me because it gives me that, that bump. Okay, keep going, Rhonda. And words of affirmation means to me like verbal <clears throat> that express someone's love or appreciation for me. Mm -hmm. Me, personally, I don't like words of affirmation because sometimes they could be Can I be honest? Too mushy. Oh. <laughs> uh, because my thing is, if you love me, you will just give me action. So acts of service is one of yours. Right. <laughs> I like to see acts because the thing is, you can lip service me all day long and you make me fall for your lip service, then you turn around and say something totally different tomorrow. Okay. So if you love me, why we argue? So you yep. just thought about the words of affirmation. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. So that's why I am. So acts of service for me is any act that eases the burden of responsibility. Hey, if you want to check out the trash, hey, that's an act of service. Don't bother me about taking out the trash. Just do it. <laughs> and, th and that makes sense, but... Um, but so I don't get into... Torn out fight because somebody don't wash the dishes, somebody don't do this, somebody don't do that, somebody. We all in this together. Let's do it together. And that makes but, sense. Now, personally, I would not like my wife, anybody take out trash. I would use the trash, get it. But if it's there and I'm not available to get it, you're going to wait for it to overflow and I'm out on a trip and then you let it overflow. That's, that's stupid. <laughs> yeah. And see, for me, um, I, I don't mind people doing stuff for me, but I'm so used to doing it on my own, so it wouldn't bother me if they did it or not. Right, right. Because I, I, mean, I mean, I'm used to taking out the trash. I'm used to sweeping the floor. So if you did it, I was like, oh, thank you, and I appreciate it. But it's nothing that I just would look at and say, well, because you didn't do it, you didn't love me. That That wouldn't bother me. And how was quality time looked at? How do you describe quality time? Quality time for me is my other love language because you have two. Even though we have a level to want all of them, but two is going to be your main one. So quality time is another one of mine. And again, it's because there was something that I was avoided of growing up. Mm -hmm. And so um, when you, when you to okay, this is for me. When I know that you are busy, and you working like a slave and you got all these projects due and you making, you moving mountains and you making things happen for yourself. When you take out time out of your schedule to come and be like, I just want to be with you. I just want to be in your presence. I just want to spend time with you. That says something to me mm -hmm. because it lets me know that you care. Um, and it ain't all about work, 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 work that you actually care about wanting to build something with us. And so to me, quality time means a lot because it shows me that this is where you want to be. 
and I'm and I'm not like an obligation to you where you just have but when you willingly take that time, yeah, it means a lot to me. What's going on, Sam? We're just talking about are you ready to be what someone needs? Love languages. We're currently on number three, quality time, which is focused and undivided attention spent together. And sometimes mm -hmm. it's not focused or undivided. That's true. <laughs> but when you are with someone and they put their phone away, you know, because if you if you dating a busy man, well, if it's a man anyway, he's going to be extremely busy anyway because he has things that he wants to do. And it, well, you know, so it's different than dating a boy and then dating a man because a man going to be about his business and he's going to be busy. Because he has things to accomplish. He has things to do. You know, his mind is set on providing for his family. He just busy. Yeah. But so, and so that's something that a woman is really going to have to understand. A man can't sit under you all day, every day, especially if he's trying to build something. He can't be on the phone with you all day, every day. He can't, when you text him, it may take him an hour or so to text back because he's busy. So I think that women really have to understand that. But when he has a moment of time to give to you and not on his phone, not on the computer, not on his tablet, trying to, you know, that says something because it said, I want to make this time for you. And he's giving you that undivided attention. And not just when it's in, when y'all finna have sex. I mean, it's intentionally a date. You know, let's have a date night. Let's go to the movies. Let's sit on the couch and cuddle. You know, so uh, for me, that is something that I know that my husband is going to have to give me. And so he's going to know up front that this is something that I need. If you're working seven days a week, then at least half a day on Saturday or Sunday has to be mine. <laughs> okay. Yes, I know giving gifts is mine, and that's tangible mm -hmm. symbols that reflect your thoughtfulness and effort. I love to give gifts. But the thing is, most of the time I don't receive gifts. Yeah. I like acts of services where you're actually doing the actions. And that speaks more volume to me than it will anything else. Giving gifts. I I'm not be I, I like gifts. When it's my birthday, you know, I want to give. If you outside and you shopping and you buy me, I, I enjoy that. I more so give gift to showing love. Why? Because that's how I was taught. I didn't lack nothing growing up when it comes to physical things. Mm -hmm. I had the cars, I had the, the watches, I had the my parents provided a good life for us with material things. Right. Material things doesn't phase me. If you give me a gift, I'm like I said, I'm gonna appreciate it. But there's just something that I didn't lack. So and and plus I can buy it myself. This is <laughs> I'm sorry. So if I want a purse, I go buy a purse. But if you decide to buy it for me, I oh thank you because you know whatever. But I give gift as showing love because that's what my parents did to me. And so I think that if I give you a gift, then that's showing you that I love you. But I'm realizing that that just like me, I, it doesn't move me to love. Then I have to realize that um, 
that may not be the man's love language or my friend's love language. And so I have to be willing to sacrifice some things to give them what they need and not just give them gifts thinking that they don't know that I love them because that gift may not mean nothing to them either. So giving gifts, um, and I know that's weird. How do you give gifts to show love but you can't receive it? I don't know, but it's just how I am. What's my physical touch? And that's, I'm not a touchy-touchy-feely person. I will hug and kiss, but I'm not I'm not a I'm not big into touchy touchy Philly stuff. And physical <laughs> touch means something different to me because it's a non-sexual touch. Yeah. Where the person uh reinforces their present. Okay, I'm the one that hey, if we're cuddling on the couch or we're just in the bed watching TV, yes, I want that. But when it's mm -hmm. time to go to bed, we need to separate. <laughs> We all getting older. We got the hot flashes and all that going. Dude, <laughs> let's keep it real. Yeah, I'm not big. I want to wake, wake up the next day. <laughs> and so yeah, but that's weird because most men I have talked to, their number one love language would be physical touch, and I'm not a real touchy person. Mm. Like I, I don't hey, just. And this, um, from childhood, maybe they didn't grow up with their mom. It could be, but a, mo a like majority of the men that I ask about their love language is physical touch and um, affirmations. But yours is different. Yours is acts of service and uh, gifts. But yeah, most men enjoy physical touch. So that was that was kind of weird for me. But I'm not a touchy touchy person and I know that um I probably end up with somebody this physical touch is their love language because I'm gonna have to well, learn. Are you for what someone is? I'm just saying like you usually end up with somebody that you have to work, you know, to give them what they need and then you know, that's gonna be tough for me because I'm not the type to just come up and hug you. Okay. I'm not the type to just come up and rub on your head and all that stuff. So, but yeah, I'm gonna have to learn it. <laughs> well, and it all starts with like physical touch, long hugs or gentle hugs or gentle kissing, kissing, massaging, mm -hmm. and holding. Maybe you can start with holding. But yeah, I can. That's what I'm saying. Like if he did it to me, I would engage. Okay. Me. Well, but that's fine. Yeah, if he did it, then I will engage with me just coming up. And engage. Huh? You wouldn't go up to him and engage it. It'll be hard for me to go to him to engage. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that that's clear. That's clear. Because that don't that don't come to my mind to do that. And so I would have to to train my brain to say, okay, when he come in the door to show him love, you need to go hug him or you need to touch him. So I will have to process my mind to do that because that's not an automatic thought for me. Does that make sense? Right. <laughs> I, I understand. <laughs> that's that responsive thought. I understand. Right? Yeah, so, yes. Yeah. Put your hand down. <laughs> so, yeah. so if his love language is physical touching, I will have to program my mind uh -huh. to do that. 
um, before as like giving him affirmation of words, I could do that instantly. If it's for it's just spending time, I can do that instantly. Buying a gift, I can do that instantly. Doing something for them, I can I can do that. But that physical touch is hard for me. I don't know why. I don't know why. I'm not big into kissing or I I don't know why. I understand. Different <laughs> folks with different strokes. Yeah. <laughs> so, so the thing is, we are, what we're talking about is the five love languages, uh, which are words of affirmation, acts of service, quality time, giving gifts, and also physical touch. And we want people to understand that in all of this, that are you ready to be what someone needs in those love languages? Being that, number one, we got to understand that you have to know yourself and be honest with yourself. And one thing is we want to know when being honest with yourself that this one can be harder than it seems. Some of us are so good at self-deception that we don't even know we're doing it. Mm -hmm. Honesty is key. It's always to be in a relationship with yourself is no different. So how many of us are honest with ourselves? I'm, I'm very honest with myself. Um, when it comes to things, I have learned to be very authentic in answering things and what I want. And so... I know that um, if I can't do that, then I will base my relationship on something that's that's not real, and I don't want that. So, well, what I've learned is that women in general, what we do is we settle for certain things, but in reality, we know that that's not what we want. But we do it in hopes that the man won't leave us. But in reality, who we truly are is going to come out anyway. And so, and then when we give that false narrative, then this what this man is banking on. So if we tell him that we're okay. Like, for instance, if you're going into a relationship and you're telling the guy that you're okay with being friends with benefits, in the beginning, that is what he's going to expect from now on. But what happens is you pretend to be okay with friends with benefits, and then six months in down the road, you want a relationship. He's not starting a relationship with you because the foundation is we're going to be friends with benefits. And so that's what he um, decided to be. Now, it may be different where he wants a relationship. I get that. But you have to be truthful with what you want in the beginning and let that man decide if he's willing to give you that. And so you can't be afraid to say, well, I'll, I'm looking for a relationship. Therefore, if he's not looking for a relationship, you won't have that expectation of getting a relationship because he's going to tell you up front that that's not what he's looking for. And so if you decide to stay, that's on you. Oh. It was put up front. I'm not ready for this. This is not what I want. I um I, I just enjoy spending time with you and whatever. So that is what he's going to maintain until he's ready for a relationship. And that could be three, four, five years down the road. But you have to make a decision if you're going to stay there or not. As for me, I can't do that no more. So I have to put up front, this is what I want. This is what I suspect. This is my love language. And if he cannot give that to me, then, then I have to make a decision to say, okay, uh, I can't wait for you to get to this place so we can be friends, but that's it. The boundaries have to be set. Well, here's my question. If God sent that man to you 
and he's saying that you are supposed to be my wife. You gonna talk about love languages? I don't believe that. I this is me. And you, okay. I don't believe that God tells you who your husband and wife is. I believe that God gives you knowledge and he gives you wisdom to make that decision for yourself. Um, And that's, again, by knowing who God is and what God has for you and knowing that he has put in place principles for a husband and principles for a wife. And if that man does not line up with those principles, then you have to make a decision on if that's where you want to be. I do believe that God gives you knowledge and wisdom, but I don't believe God gives you, say, this is your wife, this is your husband. The reason why I don't is because if something goes wrong in that relationship, we can blame God. No, you can't blame him. You can't blame God. Something gone wrong, that means you're not building off the principles. So, right. So you can't blame God for decisions that you make. Do I believe that there are certain people that's connected to you that you can be in a relationship with that be your Yes. But I also believe that um I don't know if it I I don't know if it's just one particular person. Mm-hmm. Um it and that's something that I really want to figure out. Is it just one person made for you? Uh, could you be connected to multiple people, but you had to make a decision on what, what is the best choice for you and where you're going and what your purpose and your vision is. And the multiplicity can be that you're still grounded in the same type of love, but then again, you can have familiar or agape love for those people. Mm-hmm. Now, does that mean you need to be sexually active with them? Mm-mm. So you can love a lot of people, but then again, you really know the real love and the true love you have for a relationship, which is a husband and wife. So, let me ask you this, Judah: What, what, when a man? I'm asking you from a man's perspective. Now, and I'm a man. I hope I <laughs> right. <laughs> let me ask you this: Like when a man says, uh, when a man is torn between two women. Okay. Two, two good women and he really has love for both women and they are on the spectrum of he could choose either one and, and be good Okay, they're both naturally good women and he knows that both these women love him how does he choose and because thing- if he can go left and he can go right he's still going to be good but here is my question is, it all depends on what that man needed in life. Most men, and some men, if they'll see if that, that, that person is ready to have children. Hmm. That's one thing. Um, for me, is she financially stable? Is she mentally stable? All because they're good does not mean that they are good. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep it real. So we must understand when we talk about good and what the, the biggest things are, what can we put forth in an effort and high um, addressing, number one, mental, physical, and spiritual health. And also, is she able to join into the holy unit of being a wife? So that, that that's like checks and balances now, like, 
what's your past relationships? What have you been doing ever since? What what is what are some other things that you've been doing? So I think he needs to navigate on what he's expecting and what his goals are oriented for his family. Mm -hmm. And my thing is, at the end of the day, if he has that choice, he still has a choice to kind of measure what where they are in his idea of a family unit. So do you think that, you know how some people say like that he would never meet another one like her because, um, there we go with that. <laughs> so like, and I'm not saying that that's true. I, I, I'm not saying it's true, but um, people say that I got to keep it real with you. Yeah. Oh. A lot of people say, well, they'll never meet another one like me. And, um, Mm, I don't know. But anyway, um, do you think there is one that can make it appear that you can never meet someone like that again? Um, because I have seen where, to me in my eyesight, the man chose the latter of the two. He settled for the one that he knew was not the best for him. So why do you think that happens? He could have made the wrong choice. Mm. Let's keep it real. We, we as men make wrong choices. Sometimes somebody can deceive you and get you to that point where, okay, this is my decision. Then after it, they deceive you. What's next after that, after the deception? Most men will run from that because basically you deceived me. Wow. <laughs> so do you feel like men choose women based on what they're ready for? Like for instance, he was Do we really know people from the beginning? It's going to take mm -hmm. more than a lifetime to learn somebody. And that's one thing mm -hmm. that with my fiance, we've been friends for 22 years. Oh, wow. And that's without the sex. Wow. <laughs> and y'all been together how long? 22 years. Y'all been friends 22, but okay. how long have you? Um, we've been together for three years now. Going on three years. Okay. Without the sex. <laughs> wow. So we understand that even in her bad times or whatever times she was going through, guess what? I was still there regardless. Whether she was with a man or by herself or whatever. I was still there to support her, to guide her during her times. That's amazing. But we have most people that don't want to do that for that, that season. They want that right now thing. I need a relationship right now. And that's all I need. <laughs> I need somebody to take care of my children. I need somebody to wash my clothes. I need some... That's what people start doing. Mm -hmm. Small things. But my thing is, when I ask God for who, who will be my wife? That's what I ask. I said, these are the things that I need. I need somebody to know me in and out. Who's been my friend for an extensive time? Oh, wow. Because the thing is, somebody coming in won't understand me. That's true. They can say they understand me and say, oh, I'll be the perfect wife for you. But then again, some of my ways might upset them. 
That's true. Oh, I thought she was this type of man. Let me tell you, I've been in relationships with people say, well, you, you're passive aggressive. Sometimes we have to understand in different seasons, people change to other things. In those passive aggressive times, those were some anxiety issues that I was dealing with. So we still have to understand people in general. And we don't want to understand people. We just want it our way and it's nobody else's way but our way, which is not right. Especially if you're delivering love and you want to deliver love to people. Yeah, I can, I can understand that. You have to be able to compromise and sacrifice some things, especially if your ways are not in the, in the right motives. And um, somebody, yeah, you can ask the question. Come on in. You want somebody to... said, can they ask the question? What's, what's the question? And so um, I, I do agree that there's some things that are going to have to be talked about. Good evening. Good evening. And so um, I'm learning that you have to have that emotional conversation, that emotional connection okay. without sex in the beginning to see if this is a fit for you. But that's the thing is, let me tell you when we discuss that, number one is that, oh, you don't want to go test the water? We have been programmed to have sex. Yeah. We've been programmed. For what? Why? Why does sex has to be the forefront of it? Why? That's what's out there. And I, I know this is not right, but I mean, it's, it was out there, and it's like ask the question. Yeah, I I haven't seen the question yet. Let me see. But, let me, hello. Hold on, right quick. Yeah. But um, and these days it's not all the men. Some women want it more than the men. That part. Hi, how are you doing? What's your name? Right. Hi, what's your name? Six. Where are you calling from? Hi, Six. Yeah, we don't need that. <laughs> so I think what we need to understand that we need to understand what people need and mm -hmm. actual needs. Not deceptive needs. Most people say, I just want a man. Okay, well, why? Because <laughs> I can give you a man with one leg. I can give you a man with one arm. What kind of man you need? Yeah, and you have to be pussy. Why do you need them? But then again, guess what? Some people look for specific men. Mm -hmm. And just because you have limited yourself to a specific person, then that man start beating on you or domestic violence, different things start happening, then now it's a problem. True. Or he's not giving me enough this. He's not giving me enough that. Well, what was your need? You said you just need a man. That's it. You got one. What you gonna do with him? Create him. <laughs> yeah, because a lot of women look for men to be their stability. And they look for a man to provide and whatever cost for me to live this life that I But it's not a vision that people should put out there. Mm -hmm. And let's keep it real. 
that's just like someone has a child. And, and the one thing that I said, I don't condone people for having children, but look at it. For me, number one is we need to start looking at it from a mental, physical, and spiritual health before having children. Because sometimes it weighs us down so big without doing the necessary work ourselves. Then we produce something in this world for trying to find love in that sealed void. And now this child has to go through our unfilled void. And now we're just, um, you know, pulling straws on how we gonna raise them. And that's true. But for me, my daughter is what saved my life to want to be better. Okay. And um, even though it was, I felt at the wrong time of my life, because I'm just in my prime. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, just graduated high school, you know, living, wanting to live. But if it had not been for me getting pregnant with her, I would not be who I am today. Okay. And so my daughter, mm -hmm. it was, and I, it sounds crazy. But that was God's way of waking me up to okay. let me and to help to for me to want to do better and for me want to change because I wanted to give her more than what I had. Thank you. I'm trying to bring some of these people up. <laughs> yeah. So um, for me, she was my um, my blessing. Okay. How you doing? Hello. Hello. What's your name? What are you calling? I'm well, I'm well, I'm well. People just want to come on board to say hello. <laughs> let's let's bring up all of them and say hello. <laughs> right. But yeah. So she was my undercover blessing because had it not been for me getting pregnant. I I probably I don't know where I would be because okay. <laughs> I was partying it up. Okay, so I do understand that the weight of it is heavy. I understand that it it causes a lot, but it made me want to be better. Okay. Mm -hmm. So my thing is, at the end of the day, are you ready to be what someone needs? Where I am now, like yes, because I'm willing. I know what it takes to compromise and sacrifice. It, it may take me a little minute to 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 wrap it, but yeah, I think that I could be a wife now. I do. Okay. So and be able to give them what they need without any expectations of making them want to give me something back. Like if they do it, it's because they want to do. It. But I also know before I enter that relationship, if there's no reciprocity, then I don't want it. Why can't we live in a world? I didn't see. He said, why can't we live in a world or something? Where is that at? Was it further down? It was, it was, it, I can't, it says, it says, why can't we live in a world or something? Okay, I can't see it. I couldn't see. It went so fast, I couldn't see it. Oh, my, I guess mine popped. <laughs> mine stopped doing it. Uh, 
It's a lot of people I miss. Okay, this is a question. Why can't we live in a world without hate? That is a great question. That is a great question, but let's understand number one is born into this world, I'm be honest with you, we start discovering the word hate in our own families. You can choose to love, but sometimes the word hate and dislike is already instilled in our families. Mm -hmm. And it starts there. So if your family has continued to instill hate and hate instead of more love in your familiar situation, what are we doing to move forward in changing the paradigm in loving more? Like I tell anyone every day, be kind to one another. What does that mean? Just be kind. You don't have to say negative things about people. You can tell them that you love them and genuinely love them or genuinely like them. But many of us hate people because, number one, we don't have what they have. We want to talk about people because we just feel messy. Uh, we want to do different things to people because uh, somebody might have something that we don't have. And we feeling left out or have a void, not feel, because we are not part of what they have. Yeah. I don't I don't think that we will ever live in a world where hate doesn't exist. Um because everybody don't have the same morals and it gives us and we have to to me. Uh, How you doing? What's your name? Hello? Guess we just gonna breathe. <laughs> But anyway, come on board, people. Say something. We at least want to know your name and how you doing, okay? <laughs> but yeah, people just don't have the same morals, and um, to love someone is something that requires action, and um, the action is something. Sometimes we have to learn, and everybody's not oh. willing to love. They said he was on mute. Well, come and join back in, Trey. But we need to learn how to love. And first of all, you need to learn how to love yourself. Learn how to love yourself first. How many of us know how to learn ourselves? Let's put some hearts out there. How many people know how to love themselves? Heart yourself if you know how to love yourself. Mm, it's not easy. Not many, huh? <laughs> mm, it's not so, easy. More people on, on, on board right now on the platform. Come on. Come on. Come on. <laughs> How are you? What's your name? I'm Ali What's your name? Okay. Where are you calling from? I am uh, Iran. Arjun. Israel. Yes, Trey Stewart, you said you love yourself. That is great. Tell us some more. All right. Thank you for joining Payment Curry Boy. Thank you. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Every, every week, people, we we can't live in a world without hate. I doubt it. I don't. I don't think it's possible. Hate is already here because you still have scavengers. You still have people that want power over people too, as well. 
And we still have to understand those things that um, people don't want to unlock the truth. Yep. People want to keep self-deceiving self people and people want to have power. And that's where the hate comes in a lot at because either they're going to <clears throat> attempt to knock someone else down to get, it's sort of like crabs in a barrel. How the crab keep pulling other crab down and nobody can get up to the top. Mm -hmm. It's just, hate is just something that's going to be here. And you have to choose to overcome uh, hate with love, but it's a choice. Hey, how you doing? I'm all right, you? What's your name? My name is Kaylin. Kaylin, where are you calling from, Kaylin? I'm calling from um, the UK. The UK, how are you? <laughs> I'm all right, you? So, I love are you ready to be what someone needs? Yeah. Tell me more about that. How do you know? Um, I feel like I need to be there for my friends when they're feeling upset. So you you be there for your friends when they're upset? Okay, yeah. tell us more. Um, I'll be there for my family when they need me. Okay, when they need you, okay. And tell us how, how do you be there for them? What do you give them or describe a situation? I can like, uh, Help cook them food. Okay. Uh, buy them stuff. <laughs> and, and that's a good thing. But here's my question. Are you always there for them or sometimes you get angry with them and you don't want to be there for them? Um, I can sometimes be angry and don't want to be there for them. So here is my question. How <laughs> measure that anger so we can move forward so we can always be there for them? Because, yeah, yeah. Okay, sometimes we're going to get upset, right? True? Yeah. But yeah, yeah, that's in, true. in your own feelings, how can you be there for them while you're in your feelings? Um, I could not. You know, like, God, keep aside for a minute? Yeah, I could decide. Go decide. Yeah. Calm down. Yeah. And then go back and help them. So let me show you a good feedback to that. One thing is because, you know, in life, people tick us off, right? Yeah. You don't want to do what everything somebody says. What I do personally, I count to 10. And my big breath, like 10, 9, 8. I take it all the way down to 1. But it usually yeah. comes me down in order to receive what somebody is saying. So you can try that, okay? No, I'll try it next now, time. Thank you for calling, okay? Yeah. All right. <laughs> but. <laughs> Somebody named Tracy, please add them on. Is Trey on here? I don't know. Trey, need to, Trey Stewart, come on in. You got to click the button again. Oh, he just came on. Okay. We'll wait till this other person come up. Oh, what's hey, up? what's going on? How you doing? I'm good. How you I doing? I am well. What is your name and where are you from? Oh, my name's David. I'm from uh, North Carolina. Oh, welcome, welcome. All the way north, Kakalakalaki. <laughs> yes, sir. 
So are you ready to be what someone needs? We're talking about love language. Well, let me ask you first. Are you married or single? I'm single, bro. Okay, okay you single for a reason? <laughs> okay, yes. great. So are you ready to be what someone needs? Uh, yeah, I want to be. Okay, tell us more. Tell, what, what, do you, what do you want to know? Um, I want to know what are those needs that you can provide for someone? Um, well, it just depends. I mean, um, uh, you, you want some emotional support or what, what you, what you want? <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure this out for you. <laughs> I don't need anything. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to figure out what, what can you give them? Let me ask you this. So why does, what does it mean when somebody's like looking for somebody, but then they say, what can you give me? Like, what is that supposed to mean? And my question is to you, what can you give them? Why are you looking for me to give something to you? You, if you, if you're the one looking for somebody, why are you looking for me to give something to so you? So, relationship so, about giving? That question bad. Is that the question you respond? What you say? Are they about I what? Said, relationships is about giving. Okay, but I'm saying though, but if you, okay, so you say you're a single person, right, and somebody comes up and approaches you, you want somebody, you, you look at. Your first thought is, what can this person do for me before I'm thinking, is this a possibility or like? Uh, to be honest, I'm, I'm going to ask, how can you benefit me? Because I'm not going to be in a relationship with someone that's going to drive me backwards. And I'm not going to be in a relationship where I remain stagnant. So if you can't benefit me to move forward in life, then I don't need to be there. And that's, that's not for me. That's for anybody. No one needs to be with a person that cannot advance them to the next level. Because when you do that, you're going to either be stagnant and stuck right here, or they're going to drive you back to a place you don't want to go to. So if you dating, if you're looking for someone to date, that person needs to be able to move you forward. So when you, when you meeting someone and they ask you, what can you do for me? It's like, what, what do you, what can, how can you benefit me? Cause I'm not with so, nobody that can't help me move forward with my purpose and my vision. And you shouldn't either. That's, that's kind of crazy to me. Cause like <laughs> you just meet somebody, you're just meeting somebody. So that's a whole lot to expect from somebody that you just met. But I'll ask you something. And I want to be honest with you. What she says, your name was again? David. David. One thing we have to yeah. understand. Women already don't imagine what, what they want. Men, okay. like you and I, we're just here for that moment. <laughs> Correct? Okay. When they ask yeah, you I mean... that, one thing is, you got to be honest. I haven't even got to that point yet. Maybe we go out on a couple of more dates. I can catch you that, but then again, I'm not trying to give you anything right now, but what we're doing right now in this is the present moment. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So I feel like, because I've had a lot of women do exactly that to me. It's like, what can you what can you do for me? Like, I'm like, bro, like, we, we is, was just talking. What are you giving them to ask you that? What am I giving them? Them to, for them to ask me that? Yeah. Is that what am I giving them yeah, for them to ask me that? Nothing, really. I'm not giving them nothing. I mean, we're just talking. Like, we just met. So I'm talking to you 
Like, we need to get to know each other before you start asking me, like, what, what, what can you do for me? Like, can you, can you do this for me? Can you do this for me? Can, like, not like we, we just met, we need, we need to, we need to, we need to get to know each other. We need to see where things can go before I start going out of my way to start giving stuff to you. Right. Yes or no. That's, that's understandable. I told why should you waste your time when you know the person don't have what you need? I'm not saying that for me, I, I'm not saying that I won't pursue and us getting to know each other. But to me, when you approach someone for a relationship, then you should have an ideal of what you want this relationship to be. So if you're coming to me and you not want relationship, you don't want, want marriage or anything like that, all that needs to be put up front. Therefore, there will not be no expectations. So, but if we're, if you're coming to me, it wouldn't be a conversation. <laughs> Why wouldn't it be a conversation? Because it would be a conversation from, from the woman's point, from the woman's perspective, because you're already looking for something that I'm trying to offer you yet. So you're already going to be tuning out if, like, I, when, I'm, when I'm starting to talk to you. Like, because what you're thinking is, what can this person do for me? Or, uh, like, you might be entertaining me at first, but then, like, the question eventually is going to come, like, well, what can you do for me? Da, 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 da. Why would you Before come I to even... me and not know what you could do for me, though? I mean, I'm confused. I'm just trying. I'm just trying. I'm just moving. Here we are. Okay, go. Can we stop right here? Because here's my biggest question right here. Is number one is, this is the first date. Number one is, nobody should be asking what you can do for them. Let's just keep it real. Okay, yeah, I agree with that. You should not. That. Some women will. Because they're, they're, in their mind, I'm looking for my potential husband. <laughs> but isn't, but isn't that, doesn't that need to be addressed? Like, but that's the thing is, are, are they going to address that? That should be addressed during your phone conversations. And maybe now you should start asking, say, if, you know, if you're looking for your potential husband, I'm not that person. <laughs> I'm saying like but if you why why be friends the thing is I want to try to start teaching people how to be honest especially if you're dating or you're just being friends or if y'all just gonna hop in the sack no we finna we finna take it we finna be natural we're gonna start first off I'm gonna come approach you we're gonna talk and we're gonna see what that's gonna be and then if that's a good conversation maybe it can lead to other things that's what's going to happen. Like, but if you, I'm sorry, you say you understand that? I understand that, but I understand what you're saying. I'm not against what you're saying, but I also believe that you should already know what you want when you're approaching that person. Even though you're going to take time to get to know each other, there should be a, to me, there should, even though it still can be organic, even if you know what it is that you want. But then again, if you're just in it to, and, and let's, let's talk about dating apps and different things like that. If you're just on a dating app, it, it tells or whatever, or some conversation needs to be had even before you go on a date. And most people don't have those conversations, just meet up blind, blindly and keep it moving. Yeah, because that's dangerous. But I'm saying though, like, <laughs> I feel like 
Um, that, this is weird to me. Like, you can't just expect something from somebody when you first meet. I them. totally agree. Like, I we, totally agree with you about that. But and I agree. Some, some people have expectations to give you that because they their biological clock is ticking, and now they probably need to do some things with that biological clock. Right. <laughs> okay, I get you. I get you. That's like that's. You shouldn't be bringing that into a but, potential relationship. That's, that's like a mind thing. Ain't nothing you can it's a about mind that. thing. To me, right, so. when to, to for me, when, when it's up front, then you can make a decision whether or not you want a second date, whether or not you want to go any further. Not based that it's on, not based on what? Huh? Based on if somebody, based off of what somebody can do for you, or based no. off of do I really just like this person, or is that does that have to be a part of it? I, you have to have something. Wait, to wait a minute. Me I guess I need the understanding of what do you mean by um what you can do? Like you talking about material wise, like giving money and paying bills. What? Is I mean, yeah, like that's 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 what I'm thinking of. That's 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 my first. Oh, thought about okay. Oh, you thinking about something else? <laughs> so you talking about women that want you to spend money on them? I mean, don't isn't that what you could do for me? You're doing stuff for me, not I'm for me. For you, you have <laughs> for I me. What you can do for me is how you going to be help me build moving forward purpose and all those types of things. It's not basically oh, so money point. for me. <laughs> Oh, so so so, what can you do for me to move forward as a person? Yes, just a person, just a person, not the material. Like, what are your what do you want out of life? What are your goals? That's what, like I understand that money is important, but that's not the bigger issue for me because if you're not mentally stable, or you're not emotionally stable, or you're not if you don't have no ambitions and no goals, and I don't want to be a part of that. So I know money oh, okay. comes, but I don't, I'm not looking for a man to take care of me because I could do that myself. So that's not a question oh. I would ask. When I say that, I'm looking to see where are your maturity levels? Like, what can you do to help build me to move forward? Not your money. Okay, so, okay, I get that. All right, now that makes sense. <laughs> okay. But when you say that, that's that's... So go ahead. You definitely want to add other people you can come back on because we're going to be sitting right on your topic, right? Okay, so we're going to go ahead and add somebody else, okay? I appreciate that, bro. <laughs> come on, Trey. You want to just know everything. Come on in. Take yourself off mute. Trey, I'm Hi, guys. Hi, guys. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Where are you calling from? Um, England. England, okay. Tell us more. Um, what did you have to say, Trey? I've came on to say I've got to um, spread positive enough. Say it again. I've come to spread positive words. Oh, you spread positive words. Tell us more. Um. I'm a very positive guy. I like to spread a lot of nice words to people. Okay. So where can they find you at training so you can spread positive words to everybody? Um, a lot. Sorry, what did you say? I said, what, what's your Instagram so people can um, hit you up and so you can say, um, share positive words with them? Well, my Instagram is just Trey Stewart. Okay. 
Well, we'd like to thank you for joining us, Sprint, Sabrina, the positive word, okay? Thank you. Thank you. They said, should you share your love with everyone or to the people that need it? Uh, you're supposed to love everyone, but some people don't want to receive your love. And I think that if they don't want to receive it, you can't force them to, to, to accept it. Right. So <laughs> you, yeah. And you that really, I have always <laughs> given what she needs only if I have it, because the truth is that every one of us needs something from each other, but best ways to get first ask to know what she needs and be real. That's understandable. Yes, Trey, that was very positive. Thank you, Trey. <clears throat> Anybody else want to come on? Anybody else want to come on? <laughs> Before we end this, because we're at the top of the hour, about eight minutes over. Thank everyone for joining. Oh. <laughs> Make sure, huh? I said, oh, it is at the seat. Yeah, we have Sunday Jewels on the rise every Sunday, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and 5 p.m. Central Standard Time. We want you all to join in. And also we have on Tuesdays is um, Potpourri Podcast, which is on Podbean live stream. And that's on the Podbean app. And you can go to um, the Podbean app and come on in and get on in and get with it. Yeah. What are some, some announcements for you, Rhonda? Um... Right now, I'm just working on my next workshop that's going to be held June the 25th, um, Healing Workshop Part 2. Okay. And we're going to be dealing with triggers, defense mechanisms, um, boundaries, and different things like that when it comes to healing. Okay. Um, and that's going to be June 25th at from 12 to 3. Um, registration will be open soon, but right now, okay. it's getting everything put together. The what? <laughs> Maybe she'll ask me to speak this time. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we're getting ready to do that. Um, I'm going to do my next podcast in the next couple of weeks, dinner and dialogue. And um, with that one, I'm going to, I don't know what I'm talking about yet, but I, I, it's been a lot going on. And so there's so many different subjects to talk about. I think I'm talking about values, knowing your values. Great. Uh, and dialogue podcast and so I'm just getting ready to do those things but other than that oh, I'm just words of wisdom before everybody leave today my word of wisdom today is be honest with yourself <laughs> um, you don't have to fake what you want in order for someone to want and or love you if you know it's something that you don't want, don't settle. Be honest with yourself enough to know and to let people know how to treat you because people treat you the way you allow them to treat you. So if you're getting something you don't like, make sure that you're being honest with yourself in all areas of your life. And the final word is work on forgiving yourself for the bigger stuff. Mm -hmm. Holding on to bitter regrets or transgressions. Self-forgiveness is a process of bit by bit believing you truly did the best you could. Today you could do better, of course. Hindsight really is 2020, which is why it's completely unfair to judge your past self with the knowledge you have now. Remember, 
when we know better, we do better. That's right. So just knowing better and doing better is the positive twist to everything. So as we leave you with words of encouragement, just start looking at, are you really ready for someone, what someone needs? Mm. And we're talking about love language, but that's any need. Yeah. Any need. And you don't have to overexert yourself to think about this because you know sometimes in your gut feeling that ain't the right person for you. And you do. <laughs> that part. So before we leave here, we want you to tell a friend, tell a phone, tell your spouse, heck, tell everyone. We'll see you on the next podcast and make sure you join Sunday Jewels on the Rise each Sunday, 5 p.m. Eastern Central Standard Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We'll be here Instagram Live, and you can go to www.therise.live to see our past episodes, too, as well. Have a good night, and we love you guys with a God pay love, which is universal love. Yes. Aren't you? <laughs> that was the best part. <laughs> good night. Good night. Bye.